0: Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel, and she is a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen, or email her at michelle.mcknight at travelcom Now, on to the
1: show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio.
0: Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. I'm your host, Derek Sassman. Of course, I got the Disney dentist with me, Dr. Doug McKnight. How you doing, Doug?
1: Doing great, Derek. How you doing tonight?
0: I'm I'm doing great, and I hear that you have some travel plans changing now that the uh, 2017 releases are all out and people are booking like crazy. What are you guys doing?
1: Well, we have our cruise this November, so we're still in 2016, but there's still free dining out there and my wife likes to crunch the numbers and fiddle and she can't just book something and leave it alone so we were booked at Kadani Village in a one bedroom um, from the Sunday after our cruise to the Saturday with park ticket that whole time and dining plan. We haven't done the dining plan in for a while but we need to eat at some different restaurants so we decided it would be advantageous to do the dining plan this time around. Um, however she gets antsy and that was only one resort and we still have some resorts to check off the list. So now Kidani village has gone by the wayside, which makes me kind of sad. I was looking forward to it. And now instead we're going to do a one bedroom at Saratoga Springs for one night that first night. And then the next night we are at beach club with free dining. And so we don't get our park ticket till that second night. So that first day, Grant, we wouldn't have had a rope drop. We would have been arriving around 3 to 4 in the afternoon. But we're giving up a park ticket in order to experience two different resorts. So uh, I guess we'll we'll get off the cruise ship in Miami. We're going to check out the Everglades, hit up another national park, um, and then cruise on up to – well, not cruise, uh, drive. Drive up to Orlando, go to Saratoga Springs, probably check out Disney Springs, some of the new um, additions there. And then that next day we'll hit a rope drop somewhere and move into the beach club later in the day. So mixing it all up. And to be honest, if it doesn't change again before November, I will actually be surprised.
0: Well, she is the rope drop rope drop queen and the sponsor of our show. She knows it all. I know we're doing the same thing. We're going to be doing two resorts this next trip with the uh, animal kingdom lodge and the art of animation so you, you, i think once you become a disney junkie that's just part of it you want to see all the resorts you want to rope drop all the parks you want to stay until the very last person eat all the meals and uh so yeah you got to experience them i understand
1: yeah so free dining get mix in the mix and uh using her travel agent rate elsewhere and Yeah, Never stayed at Saratoga Springs, so it'll be one we get to check off the list. The beach club, the kids have never stayed there. The kids have stayed at Yacht Club and Boardwalk, all right in that area, but never done beach club, so they'll complete the trifecta.
0: Wonderful. So you'll have to update us on our Facebook and Twitter here in November, and this kind of rolls in great with what we're talking about in today's show. It is our top 10... uh, uh, travel tips for first time Disney people these are uh, 10 tips now we're doing 5 from Doug 5 from me Doug's are in order mine are of course not in order I think that's how our brains work but we will be giving you 10 tips that hopefully you can use uh, for your next trip so Doug are you ready to give your first tip which would be tip number 5 I'd like to say
1: yeah tip number 5 for me for first timers so these are for first timers um so a little different tips than we give to people that have been three, four, or five times, right? So first-timers, here's, here's number five. If there was a drum, I'd roll it. All right. Eat something Mickey-shaped. I, I don't feel like you really went to Disney World if you never have something Mickey-shaped to eat. Where else in the world are you going to eat Mickey-shaped food other than Disney? So whether it's a Mickey bar, an ice cream sandwich, a pretzel, something that's Mickey-shaped... Waffles would be my ultimate recommendation. Mickey waffles somehow taste so much better than just a round waffle.
0: Well, I know. I got a Mickey Mouse waffle maker for Father's Day, so I now bring the Mickey foods home every Saturday for my kids and I. But I agree. Uh, I used to eat, made sure I got a picture of me biting off Mickey's ear Uh, every few years and I have like a whole Facebook gallery of them and then the sad news is I became lactose intolerant so I've switched to to Mickey pretzels
1: yeah that's an unfortunate thing when you no longer can have that Mickey premium ice cream bar Um, my kids are big fans of the uh, Mickey ice cream sandwiches the cookies and cream ones we also go to like the um Sweet spells in Hollywood studios or the confectionery on Main Street, and they have a lot of Mickey Rice Krispies, uh, Mickey Cookies, um, Mickey Marshmallow Pops, Cake Pops. I mean, you name it, there's something Mickey shaped for your taste buds.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great tip. I think every first-timer absolutely has to try something Mickey flavored and I'll go with mine No particular order on my end, but one tip that I love to give first-timers especially with young kids is Find the baby care centers at each park There's only one per park and it's a wonderful place where moms have the opportunity to nurse or to rest with the child They have great changing tables Of course, it's air-conditioned and it just it's a great break to get away from the noise and the atmosphere And we had a wonderful experience when uh, my son was only one years old. He was throwing a tantrum in one of those, and a cast member came up out of nowhere and gave us a free skip and line pass for any attraction. So even though we wasted like 30 minutes in there getting him to take his uh, afternoon nap, uh, Disney cast members went above and beyond, gave us a free skip and line pass. I'm sure that won't happen every time, but it just was one of those things where I'm like, wow, Disney really does it right.
1: Yeah, so they rolled out the fast pass for you. That's nice. Um, We had an experience where uh, we were at the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Uh, We were there with a let's see, five, three, and one year old. And the three year old were waiting for uh, the holiday wishes. All right, and you get free cookies and hot chocolate at the Christmas party. And we had eaten a few too many cookies for late at night with small children, but it's at Disney, right? And our son, who was three, decided he really liked hot chocolate. So Alden drank a whole bunch of hot chocolate, and it was not the best hot chocolate. It was basically chocolatey water that was warm, Uh, but he chugged a whole bunch. So about the second the fireworks ended, he threw up all over himself and in the stroller because he was watching from in the stroller just covered um, the word projectile is involved in this description fortunately he only hit our other children and not strangers around us um, so then we went to the baby care center along with the masses of people trying to leave the magic kingdom and go elsewhere we're trying to get three kids one covered in puke to the baby care center my wife took him in um, i cleaned up the stroller few minutes later, a cast member came out with, like, um, some wet wipes for me because our wet wipes were covered in vomit. Um, and then about 20 minutes later, he comes out all perky and happy with new sweatpants and a sweatshirt and all happy about his new outfit. They just – they asked my wife what size of clothes you wear or And a few minutes later, they came back with, like, six different outfit options. And she was already, like, she's getting her credit card out. And they're like, oh, no, you just have that. So – I'm not saying go there for a free outfit, don't induce do – Or and a day.
0: free jump in line pass. Yeah, absolutely.
1: yeah, you're not always going to get that fast pass. But if something goes horribly south, they do a great job taking care of you. But like you said, it's a nice quiet place to go uh, just let kids have some quiet time, get in the air conditioning. Some kids just need that.
0: Absolutely. And so. Yep. You got to find those baby care centers. They're great. And, uh, and like we've said, there's one per park. Ask your cast member, but we're going to keep moving on here, Doug. I know you got another one that you want to share for this is your number, number four and your five.
1: Yep. So we're down to number four, um, pick good flights, um, travel days. If it's your first time going, um, don't pick extreme flight times you don't need to get into Disney World at 10 o'clock at night 1 a.m. Um, first of all you're paying for that night in the resort It, you know get in earlier try to pick a flight that leaves your home airport in the morning so you get in early afternoon uh, you get that, af- that evening at Disney to kinda let the kids soak it in let yourself soak it in, it's a lot of stimulation maybe relax at the pool have a dinner um, but that way you're set up for a good rope drop the next day. Don't pick some wit- crazy flight because it was $25 cheaper per person. It's not worth it. Um, same thing with leaving. You know, some people get some crazy flight times to leave early in the morning. Why not find a later in the day flight home so you can rope drop do the parks for a couple hours to be able to say goodbye to Disney World and then head back to your resort, hop on the Magical Express, off to MCO you go in a way you are. So kinda pick some flights that are a little more um daytime friendly. Don't get too crazy. Now I will say this, um my wife who books all our flights, I never get to pick. We've arrived at Disney World at one thirty in the morning, two thirty in the morning, and at nine in the morning. So we've done crazy flight times. But that was like our sixth, seventh trip with kids. Um, it wasn't their first time. It wasn't their second time or even their third time. It was when we're annual pass holders The kids knew where to go in the airport to get to things, you know And we're talking about six-year-olds, so think about your flight times and the stress it can cause on your family
0: Yep, I'm gonna piggyback with that one because my number four was actually on flights as well I'm I'm like your wife. I do all the flight booking in our house and when it comes to Disney World, I have a lot of friends that we're kind of in a group. It's like if we see Frontier or Allegiant or Southwest or actually Southwest, go to uh, um, Delta goes down that way and see a deal, we share it with everyone. And so uh, I always tell people, like all their pages on Facebook, Be I subscribe to all their emails. Yeah, I get a bunch of junk emails, but about every three or four months, I just get the random awesome deal. And because we love to book our trips, we always book our trips a year in advance. And then we, we know when we're going. So I can just wait and I can get my flight and get exactly what you're saying. Get it on the right day, the right time, and of course, for the right price. Just take your time with that flight. Look on Tuesdays, are the best day to book, of course. But definitely go on social media, be in all those email groups, and you'll absolutely find some killer deals to Orlando
1: yeah you just gotta do a little shopping around. We just found a sale price on Southwest to MCO so it it pays to watch um the sales like you said, you get mm-hmm. some junk email, but you also get the good emails.
0: Yep, I actually got one today and uh I was like, oh, should we do a trip here in a month? Uh, no, I, I don't have the vacation time built up yet, so uh, we're still we're still planning on going in February, which will work out. but uh, I piggybacked on yours so uh, with my second one so why don't you go ahead and do your tip number three
1: okay back to me already All right, Um, pre-buy some souvenirs Um, and I don't just mean souvenirs like little trinket type of stuff so uh, glow sticks are one thing that we definitely pre-buy we hardly ever buy the light up spinny swords craziness they try to sell you while you're waiting for wishes or phantasmic they roll out that cart full of awesome, and every five year old wants the whole thing. And we're the cheap parents that pull out the tube of dollar section glow sticks from Target and say, "Here you go, guys." And we always bring enough that our kids can have you know, a necklace and bracelets, and if there's kids sitting right around us that don't have anything, they start sharing with their friends. It's a great way to make friends is being able to share some glow sticks. But along that same lines, um, my wife usually plans certain outfits for every day in the park to where we don't necessarily match. We're not that family that has to match I don't know. Every I've day. seen – there's
0: some pictures on our Facebook there's of you guys a, There's matching. a couple, yeah.
1: but those can be explained. Those can all be explained. Um, but like one day we might all wear a Monsters University shirt and things like that. So she watches um, the Disney store um, for sales and free shipping and that sort of stuff and pre buy shirts. Now it's not saying we don't let our kids get anything because they'll usually get a gift card from Grandma or Grandpa before we go, and they can use their gift cards for their souvenirs, which maybe's you know a shirt or something we also let them get a snack like they can veto us saying no to a snack if it's with their money, which you know it's their money back to the um, Mickey
0: ice cream bars
1: yeah it's all it always goes back to Mickey ice cream bars um, so you know pre buy your shirts um. Think of some souvenirs like we usually get a stuffed animal um, that we put in their backpack that they open up at the airport and they see you know who their new friend is because uh, we let them all always take one stuffed animal to sleep with.
0: No, that's that's really good. I know for us, we've actually uh, gone to a couple big box stores when we we've rented a car down there uh, right outside of a. Uh, uh, kissing me and and uh, they have tons of Disney knockoff stuff and, and cheap Disney stuff too so we've bought souvenirs down there and and got them especially for family back at home um, so much cheaper doing that so there's a little tip for you but my Absolutely. next my next one is one that I love to tell people uh, because we run in this I mean especially when you have kids you're waiting in line to meet all those characters and they got the photo pass people people don't realize that the photo pass people, will also take pictures with your camera or your cell phone. So instead of asking someone in line behind you or in front of you, can you stay away, get a picture, a weird angle, just ask the photo pass people. They'll gladly do it uh, and it's just, you have the right angle with the character. They know what to do and uh, I can't believe how many people don't really realize that. But yeah, they're, they're there. They're there to take your picture with both their camera and yours
1: yeah and you know if you're at a location meeting a character that does not have photo pass, the cast member that is the character handler will also take your phone or your camera and take a picture um so definitely ask there's no reason you can't all be in the picture if there's a photo pass or a cast member around.
0: Absolutely, that's it's it's really yep. We got a lot of we still get a lot of selfies with Mickey. That's one of our favorite. The photo pass people like I'll take your picture, and my wife loves selfies. And so, no, nope, we got to do the family with Mickey. So uh, that that would be my uh, number three. What is your number two, Doug?
1: All right, this one scares some people, but it's don't be afraid to hop, even with little children, older children, teenagers. Don't be afraid to hop. I know it's your first time at the parks, or even your second or third time. I don't understand why people are so afraid to hop. Get that park hopper. Use it. It is a tool to avoid crowds. Go to a better park in the afternoon. A lot of people take an afternoon break, and then they go back to the same park they just left. That's no different than hopping to a different park. Hop. If you do extra magic hours, especially in the morning or the evening, the only way I would do those is with a park hopper. Um, park hopping is very simple at Disney World. You get on one bus at any of the parks, you can get to any of the other parks. So we we like to use the bus system to hop. We also hop when we have a rental car. Um, the only one that's not the best for hopping to with a rental car is the Magic Kingdom because you have to utilize the TCC. Um, but We used the bus system to hop on our last trip after the Star Wars fireworks. As soon as they were over, we were out of the park, in line for the bus, over to the Magic Kingdom, dropped off right at the front of the Magic Kingdom, inside time to see the electrical parade and the uh, castle show and wishes. So we doubled up on fireworks in one night because we were willing to hop. Most people just say, all right, time to go to bed. But if you have that hopper, you can take advantage of those different hours at the different parks.
0: Absolutely. And one thing I always tell people is uh, you see the extra magic hours. uh, They're until 10 o'clock at night. And it's like, okay, you can hop back to that park. It's going to be open late. So you know a lot of people are going to be at that park already. Why not? Go somewhere else for the afternoon and then go back and mm-hmm. do the uh, the the attraction at night, whatever the show would be, and then stay there for a couple extra hours. No, that's a really good tip. Don't be afraid to park hop. And I don't know. You can try to make it a goal. See how many attractions you can do in one day. Go to all four parks. I've never heard of anyone doing it, but I'm sure they oh, have.
1: You've never heard of anyone doing that? We've done no. it multiple times. Oh, you
0: there. have? Oh, wow. All four oh, one, yeah. one, in one day?
1: Yeah. All that's f- impressive. So whenever we do that, we uh, – this was 2013 was the first time we did it with kids. And uh, so let's see, we would have had a seven year old, five year old, and a three year old. And we did extra magic hour mornings at Animal Kingdom. And we made a rule we had to meet Mickey, we had to go on one major attraction and get a picture with the big weenie or the park icon. And so we did that all four parks. That's actually the the trip where we met Anna and Elsa. That was our our big attraction. Was Anna and Elsa it was before the movie came out. So they were meeting in Norway, um, which is ironic because they're back in Norway now.
0: Well, that's really cool. So. I, I didn't. I, I figured people had done that. I re, I didn't know anyone personally, so that's yeah. We'll have to share some stories Ooh. after the show because that's always been a goal of mine to be able to park hop between all four.
1: We we did it on accident once. We we're at the last park, going like, "Hey, we went to all four parks today." Oh, yeah, okay. See, it's not that hard, people.
0: Nope. So there you go, park hop. That's a that's a good one. So okay, rolling into my number two. Uh, no, not park hopping. A lot of people get discouraged uh, when it's raining. It's like, ah, it's raining out. I'm gonna show up at the park around noon. Maybe it'll clear up. For me. I love when it's raining in the mornings I rope that's my favorite rope drop is the rain one because I'm the only one my family and like 20 other people are there so you're rope dropping you get the whole you almost get the park to yourself and uh, I think the majority of the time that we've been I know on our honeymoon it rained three out of the four park days and then this last trip it rained uh, when we were at the Magic Kingdom and it's great we get we got Epcot completely done in a half day, like everything. Uh, it was just amazing. So no, if it's raining, don't be discouraged. It's Rope Drop Radio. Go out and rope drop in the rain. You'll be amazed at how much you can get done uh, when all the locals and some of the tourists who don't like rain don't come out.
1: Absolutely. Poncho up and go. Um, there's really nothing better than if it's a A lighter rain now if there's thunder and lightning then some rides get closed um like dumbo and big thunder and splash but you know the majority of stuff still going Mm -hmm. um and it just kills the crowd and the one really bad thing you could do is say you're planning on going to the magic kingdom on a day it's raining and you say how let's change this around and go tomorrow you know how many other people All just right, said that, that same idea. Yep. Like the day after it rains, avoid the Magic Kingdom as if the plague is present, because it is nuts. So go in the rain. Um, you know, wh- heck, wear your swimsuit. I don't care, but just go get wet.
0: Yep, I, I do. It's it's one of those. I don't understand why. I'm like I'm so I was so excited when it was raining. We had to park to ourselves. It was great. So what that was my number uh, number two. What is your number one?
1: All right, so we've gone through eat something Mickey shaped and pick your flights and pre-buy some souvenirs and glow sticks. Don't be afraid to hop. Now, this one, um, this one is a little different from those, but it's don't limit your expectations of or for your kids. A lot That's a of parents good number
0: one. Uh, yep. A
1: lot of parents think, well, little Johnny is not gonna like this, or he's gonna love this. It goes both ways, and. If you set up all your fast passes in advance, which you should be doing. If you're taking the time to listen to a Disney podcast, you already know you need to make your fast pass reservations 60 days in advance if you're staying on property, 30 days if you're staying off property. You made your dining 180 days in advance. Please don't make your fast passes with the thought that my kids not going to go on any roller coasters because we went to Six Flags and they looked up at the huge roller coaster and they were scared to go on it. Disney roller coasters are different. They are not suspended up in the air. They all are just on the ground or in buildings. There is never a point where your kid's going to stand there and look up and go, holy cow, that's just hanging up in the air hundreds of miles in you know, a kid's mind. So Big Thunder Mountain is not intimidating to look at. Um, you know, Space Mountain, they can't see it. Um, Rock and Roller Coaster is a great roller coaster for the first time for them to go upside down. If they're tall enough, tell them it doesn't go upside down. Lie to them. I don't care. That's what I did to my kids. Got them on there. They loved it. Now, they had been at a regular theme park where that's just outside, and you can just look at it. There's no way my children would have gone on it. But at Disney World, they can't see it. It's, it's themed. It's disguised. So they Ex- love it. Except
0: maybe the Tower of Terror.
1: The Tower Terror, the theming scares the bejesus out of them. Yep. Yeah. Um, you I, can I hear the screams from the parking yeah, lot. Yeah. That. Does, yeah. Tower Terror is a whole other, whole other topic. But don't think okay. they're not going to do it because Disney lulls you onto their rides. Their coasters are not crazy intense. And so, say you go and you go on one ride, and now little Johnny wants to do all of the roller coasters. Well, if you didn't make your fast passes for the Mine Train and Space Mountain and Everest and rock and roller coaster it's really tough to change it day of now say you make your fast passes for those you go on the first one and they're still shaking it's really easy to switch it to Dumbo and uh, Winnie the Pooh and Pirates of the Caribbean it's a lot harder to switch it to the thrill rides now on the other side of that if you go and your kid is just totally scared of characters that happened to our youngest when she was one every time a character came close she just screamed like she was dying and that was really hard on my wife because she had all these perfect pictures in her mind that she was not getting and uh, now she looks back and laughs but at the time it was really hard on her so it would have been good if somebody said don't worry about it every kid's different um Claire's not gonna like characters for a while and it's okay she she'll go on other things and then the same same daughter, Claire, when we're going on uh, Goofy's Barnstormer for the first time, she's finally tall enough. The other two kids at that age, they loved it. Favorite ride. Claire gets on it. The whole time, she just screams at the top of her lungs, I can't handle this. I can't handle this. So it was a little frustrating. She didn't want to do it ever again. Um, a trip later, she's perfectly fine. But that trip, yeah, we had to change our expectations.
0: Yep, nope, but uh, definitely we've had the same thing. I know one of my favorites was uh, the Tomorrowland Speedway. We took a two- and a three-year-old and let them drive, and it was one of those ones where we we set our expectations pretty low, and they loved it. And now that's probably the ride they talk, one of the rides they talk about the most uh, from that trip where they got to drive but the same thing they they've ran into characters that they didn't feel comfortable around and didn't want to get pictures and, and and you do you have that picture idea in your head we got to get a picture with Mickey at every park and some ki- waiting in line that can just that can destroy I mean my son fell asleep uh waiting in line for Anna and Elsa and so we didn't get any pictures with him and Anna and Elsa and then he was bummed out that Sissy has all these pictures of uh her with Anna and Elsa, and he missed out on them. So you're right. Expectations, parents, young kids uh, can definitely be a challenge. And so sometimes you just gotta set your expectations a little bit lower and and kind of wing it a bit when you're there.
1: hmm And sometimes the kids need a little extra. Like their senses are overwhelmed. You just need to take a minute, sit down, get a little snack, get some but sugar in them, go back and to then the get baby again.
0: Go back to the baby care center. Yep. So that's it's one one of the one of our earlier topics here in this tip. Just get out of there, get away from the noise, and and just uh, get them calmed down. That's what we had to do uh, multiple times uh, with our kids, and it just it works so well. So there we go. We tips and tips going back to tips. So uh, I have mine. My my number one. Uh, mine weren't in any particular order, but this is one tip that I love to give. Uh, not only first-timers, whether you have young kids, uh, middle-aged kids, if you are going by yourself, if it's your honeymoon, I always tell people, do a character meal. Uh, one, it's going to let kind of the Disney out of you, whether you're with the princesses, Pooh. Uh, it doesn't really matter who you are with uh, Disney Junior. You're all son playing and dancing. Uh, you got to do a character meal They're, They might be a little pricey. We've talked about this thoroughly in a in an episode a few weeks ago, uh, but this is this is just something you got to do a tip just do it even just do it once and, and if you have to save up and spoil the kid uh, your child uh, i mean especially to our kids when we dine with princesses that's the real princess like just seeing their smiles when they meet and interact while we're eating uh, it's just it's a great thing to do so i always recommend first timers do it spend the money do find find that character you would love to meet and do it for yourself
1: Absolutely. I totally agree. Character meals are a great thing to do, especially for first-timers, um, and if it's been a couple years, doing a character meal really gets you centered in on that Disney experience. However, I want to piggyback on yours this time and kick it up a notch or put it on steroids, so to speak. For first-timers, if you're doing a longer trip, say you're doing a five-plus nights, I think getting the dining plans good. Because it frees you up to experience things without constantly worrying about pain. Um, But on top of that, I think having a sit down meal every day for dinner is a really good thing because your days in the park are long. um, Unless you're there in like December, January, they're hot, you get tired. It's really nice to sit down, have somebody else bring you your drinks, somebody else bring you your food. Uh, it gives you a chance to talk as a family. That's kind of what I like at the, the meals. You sit there and you can talk, You know, put the electronics away and uh, talk about what you've done, what you're excited to do next, what's on the horizon. In um, that last meal of the trip, you can talk about the whole trip. It gives you a chance to rehash and have it be a mix of a couple character meals, a couple others. There's some great dining experiences you can't find anywhere else. You mentioned the sci-fi the other day. Where else are you gonna dine in a drive-in 50 style theater in a car? You know, your kids don't even understand what that is anymore. Um, also, there's, um, oh, 50s prime time where they'll yell at you for not eating your peas things like that. It's just so many dining experiences beyond character meals that you're not going to experience them all, so you might as well hit some highlights. Get off your feet for a while in the air conditioning and just enjoy some good food and good company.
0: Oh, that's a really good one. Another one to piggyback even off that is not just at the parks, but the resorts have some amazing dining experiences as well. So uh, mm-hmm. if you want to get on one of those buses, do do the research. I know we're going to go into dining a little bit more in this podcast, but yeah, all the resorts have definitely uh, some unique dining experiences. So sit down with the kids and, and have a good meal uh, before beginning, end of the trip. I like it in the parks. It's a, that's a good tip and a tip and a tip.
1: Mm-hmm. There you tip go. And a tip and a well, tip. I mean,
0: it's food, so you and I can talk about food all day, and, and we're going to yes. do many shows. we have already talked about food, uh, plenty with, with lots more to come. We haven't even got to the West Coast yet. We've been stuck in no. uh in in Florida, so uh, we'll have to do some more tips for just the Disney Land and California Adventure area as well. Um, but are there any other little like little smidget tips that you have for first timers? A uh, little quick ones off the cuff.
1: You know the biggest thing is you do your research beforehand which if you're listening you're doing it and you book all those things in advance And the tips we gave are more the the fine details how to experience stuff uh, that's what can really make it fun you take your time and uh, have a plan go to Disney with a plan it's not a show up and what are we going to do today type of place so set your expectations for having that plan and and following it, and if something doesn't happen right according to plan, it's not the end of the world. Just go to plan B. You know, sometimes Dumbo is still finding his feather at rope drop. That happens.
0: Yeah, I think that's the ultimate tip, though. Don't miss a rope drop. Yep. Get there first. That's our, that, yep, rope drop radio. That's our ultimate tip. But another tip that I give everyone. Is hire a Disney travel agent. I know your wife's a rope drop queen herself. You can find her on Facebook. Is ours. Uh, I, we've hooked her up with plenty of friends. She is amazing. But uh, just make sure you get a Disney travel agent because when you're booking uh, those meals, she does all that, or you know your Disney travel agent does all that, and and they're the ones that wait. On the phone to talk to people to get all the reservations and stuff like that. So, but we highly recommend the Rope Drop Queen Michelle McKnight uh, for all of that. And she'll she'll take it and she'll give you all her tips as well when you when you talk to her on the uh, email. So uh, there you go. You'll get many more tips right there. But uh, hopefully we uh, answered a lot of your tips, give you some inside information, some tips for first timers. Uh, We'd love to hear about your trip. So please, uh, after you go, send us a message or put on our Twitter or Facebook. Uh, And we're also going to ask this question of the week on both those sites uh, for your favorite tips for first time Disney travels. And it can be something you can piggyback off of any one of ours. But we want to hear from you and we'd love to share them on a future episode because this is one area that we'll definitely come back to uh, here time and time again.
1: Absolutely.
0: So. All right, well, this is all the time we have for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening to Rope Drop Radio. I'm your host, Derek Sassman. Of course, we got the Disney dentist, who I know was talking about cookies earlier in the episode. So I guess dentist, if if it's, I guess Disney cookies... Uh, are okay by your dentist that's that's all i got and that's all i'm gonna remember (laughs) now from that so uh i know i'm gonna say that next time i my dentist on the podcast said i could eat cookies but uh only if they're from walt disney so that's all the time we have for rope drop radio thank you for listening please subscribe to our show uh, go back, listen to previous episodes, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or email us any questions you may have for an upcoming Q&A show that we'll be doing. For Derek Sassman and Doug McKnight, this has been Rope Drop Radio. Boop, 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 boop.